Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. I'm going to read just a little bit from this by J.I. Packer. It's called Praying the Lord's Prayer. On the back, it tells us that uh, this little book, and it is a small book, uh, happens to be excerpted from a larger book called Growing in Christ by J.I. Packer. Uh, Packer, one of my favorite theologians from the last century, uh, he's gone home to be with the Lord now, but he used to be the, uh, on the board of uh, governors uh, and professor of theology at Regent College in uh, Vancouver, um, British Columbia, an Anglican and uh, just a brilliant uh, theologian. Had the chance to meet him once. I think it was his 80th birthday party we went to down in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and uh it was just a delight to be able to see him in person and be able to uh, meet the man who has written books like Knowing God and and uh, uh, his book uh, Rediscovering Holiness is also one of my very, very favorites. Uh, if you happen to be curious about that sort of thing, this is a, a, a sort of a, li- a line-by-line um, analysis of the Lord's Prayer. Most of us will be familiar with the Lord's Prayer from <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6. And um, what we have here is he begins with the version of it that is in Luke chapter 11. And uh, I know the Lord Jesus taught on prayer uh, at least once, if not many, many times. And I would, I would think he did many times. So um, they may have been uh, referring to the exact same moment, same prayer, same teaching of Jesus. They might not have been. Uh, But either way, the one in Luke begins with the disciples overhearing Jesus praying. And then they say to the Lord Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And I don't know if you've ever heard somebody praying and just admired the way they prayed out loud. You thought to yourself, oh man, I'd like to be able to pray like that. Uh, I've felt that way. I'm married to somebody that does a, 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 a really amazing job of leading our congregation uh, in its prayers and uh, and Kim has uh, just been uh, so faithful to to our congregation that way. Not only is she um, uh, articulate and and able to bring us those classic prayers that she does each and every Sunday, but um, what I really love is when there's an honest lament that needs to be made before the Lord, she can do that. And then at at the at the end of the prayer, somehow or another, bring it back around to confidence in God. So I so appreciate the way she uh, picks up on that uh, biblical model that we see so often in the book of Psalms. So here is uh, J.I. Packer, and he is just doing chapter one here is what I'm going to read from this book on Lord, teach us to pray. Praying to God is a problem for many today. Some go through the motions with no idea why. Some have exchanged prayer for quiet thought or transcendental meditation, most perhaps, have given prayer up entirely. Why the problem? The answer is clear. People feel a problem about prayer because of the muddle they are in about God. If you are uncertain whether God exists or whether God is personal or good or in control of things or concerned about ordinary folk like you and me, you are bound to conclude that praying is pretty pointless, not to say trivial, and then you'll stop doing it. 
But if you believe, as Christians do, that Jesus is the image of God, in other words, that Jesus is is God in the flesh, uh, that God is Jesus-like in character, then you will have no such doubts. And you will recognize that for us to speak to the Father and the Son in prayer uh, is as natural as it was for Jesus to talk to his Father in prayer or for the disciples to talk to their Master during the days of his earthly ministry. And uh, I love the way Packer's thinking here. Um, the background thoughts that we all have from time to time as our faith undulates, even those of us who are professing Christians uh, have come to believe the gospel of grace might go through uh, droughts or periods of dryness, uh, periods where we might feel or think that uh, our prayers are pointless in some way. And so he's right up front uh, showing the connection between what it is we believe about God and God's nature and character um, that will often uh, tell us what's wrong with our prayer life and what's gone wrong with it. Uh, and sometimes, of course, it's the other way around. <laughs> the reason our faith is undulating is because our prayer life uh, has been set on the shelf. So he, this is a section here called Two-Way um, Conversation, where he says, conversations with parents or wise friends whom we love and respect and who are ready to help us by advice and action feel neither pointless nor tedious, and we gladly give time to them, indeed schedule time for them, because we value them and we gain from them. This is how we should think of times of communion with God in prayer. When the Methodist Saint Billy Bray said, as he often did, quote, I must talk to Father about that, end quote. It was of praying that he spoke. Does God then really tell us things when we pray? Packer asks, and that's a great question, isn't it? Does the Lord speak to us when we pray? Packer's answer, yes. We shall probably not hear voices nor feel sudden strong impressions of a message coming through. And then in parentheses, he says, and we shall be wise to suspect such experiences should they come our way, close parentheses. But as we analyze and verbalize our problems before God's throne, as we tell him what we want and why we want it and think our way through passages and principles of God's written word, bearing on the matter in hand, we shall find many certainties crystallizing in our hearts as to God's view of us and our prayers and his will for us and for others. If you ask, quote, why is this or that happening, end quote, no light may come for, quote, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, end quote, and that's from Deuteronomy 29, 29, great verse. But if you ask, quote, how am I to serve and glorify God here and now where I am, end quote, there will always be an answer, Packer says. <laughs> Made to pray is the next section. It is not too much to say that God made us to pray. That prayer is not the easiest, but the most natural activity in which we ever engage, and that prayer is the measure of us all in God's sight. And then he has a uh, Murray McShane quote here. 
What a man is alone on his knees before God, that he is, and no more. End quote. Packer goes on to say, perhaps Jesus' disciples felt this when they made their momentous request. And have you ever echoed it? Lord, teach us to pray. That's in Luke 11, verse 1. Jesus must have rejoiced to be asked this. In the manner of a good teacher, however, he controlled his feelings and gave a matter-of-fact answer. He said, when you pray, say dot, dot, dot. And for the second time in his public ministry, he gave them the form of words that we call the Lord's Prayer. As I said earlier, the first one is uh, found in uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Say is what Jesus began this with. When you pray, say. Did Jesus just intend that they should repeat the words parrot fashion? No, but that they should enter into the sense of it all. Say, we might say, means mean. This prayer is a pattern for all Christian praying. Jesus is teaching that prayer will be acceptable when, and only when, the attitudes, thoughts, and desires expressed fit the pattern. That is to say, every prayer of ours should be a praying of the Lord's Prayer in some shape or form. And the next and final section is called Learning to Pray. Experience can't be taught. The phrase comes from a brochure on youth employment, but it is as deep a truth about prayer as it is about wage earning skills. Praying like singing is something you learn to do, not by reading books, not even this one, but by actually doing it. And it is so natural and spontaneous an activity that you can become quite proficient in it without ever reading up on it. Yet, as voice training helps you to sing better, so others' experience and advice can help us pray to better purpose. The Bible is full of models for prayer. 150 patterns of praise, petition, and devotion are contained in the Psalter. That's the book of Psalms. And we often talk about it that way because Athanasius, the early church father, used to say, not only do the Psalms speak to us, but they speak for us. And it's God giving us language to pray back to or or to sing back to him. Packer goes on to say many more examples of proper praying are recorded too, along with much teaching on the subject. And just off the top of my head, I can think of so many of the prayers of the Apostle Paul. And then, of course, one could do no better than to study the prayers of Jesus as recorded in the four Gospels. Packer goes on, we should certainly not content ourselves with parroting other people's prayers, nor would God be content if we did. For what parent could be happy if his child only ever spoke to him in quotations, thus limiting his conversation to the reciting of other people's sentiments? But as another pianist's interpretation of a piece can help a budding musician to see how he can best play it, not perhaps in quite the exact same way, so we are helped to find our own way in prayer by seeing others or hearing others who have prayed and indeed by praying with them. And overarching everything, we have the Lord's Prayer as our guide. Packer, just a couple more paragraphs here, says, 
As analysis of light requires reference to the seven colors of the spectrum that make it up, so analysis of the Lord's Prayer requires reference to a spectrum of seven distinct activities, approaching God in adoration and trust, acknowledging his work and his worth in praise and worship, admitting sin and seeking pardon, asking that needs be met for ourselves and others, arguing with God for blessing as in wrestling like Jacob did in Genesis 32. God loves to be argued with Packer contends. I love it that he would say that. Accepting from God one's own situation as he has shaped it and adhering to God in faithfulness through thick and thin. These seven activities together constitute biblical prayer, and the Lord's Prayer embodies them all. I'll read the seven things again and remind you that they're coming from this short excerpted book. It's called Praying the Lord's Prayer. And the seven things that he said were approaching God, acknowledging God's work and worth, admitting our sin, seeking pardon, asking that needs be met for ourselves and others, arguing with God for blessing or wrestling with God. God loves that, he says. Accepting from God one, one's own situation as, it has, as God has shaped it, and then adhering to God's faithfulness through thick and thin. Packer closes out, So the Lord's Prayer should be put to service to direct and spur on our praying constantly. To pray in terms of it is the sure way to keep our prayers within God's will. To pray through it, expanding the clauses as you go along, is the sure way to prime the pump when prayer dries up and you find yourself stuck. Has that ever happened to you? It happens to me. And I've got a feeling it happens even to J.I. Packer. Or it did. When we never get beyond this prayer, not only is it the Lord's first lesson in praying, it is all the other lessons too. Lord, teach us to pray. And uh, that's so brilliant. That from Praying the Lord's Prayer by J.I. Packer. I'm sure I'll be reading portions of uh, this book uh, in future uh, episodes of Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim as well. He closes out with these three questions. And I, I think he's got questions at the end of each chapter. So this is just a great little book for you to own. Questions for thought and discussion. One, how does one's view of God affect one's view of prayer? And I'll let you just ponder that. How does your view of God affect your view of prayer? I think the two are quite closely connected, aren't they? Secondly, why is prayer the most natural activity in which we ever engage? Uh, that's a claim Packer made early in this reading. Um, I thought it was really good. Three, in what sense should every prayer be a mirror of the Lord's prayer? That's great. Each and every line of the Lord's prayer, rich and deep and wonderful as one ponders upon it. Let's close in prayer for today. Lord, thank you for who you are, our Heavenly Father. And indeed, we pray that your name would be hallowed in our lives today, um, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. 
If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey. Thank you.